Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren. We are so excited. Today, we have a super special guest on. Her name is Donna Omari, and you might know her as Noise Skincare on Instagram. She is a New York-based esthetician, and we're so excited to dive into her philosophy on skincare and her tricks of the trade. So welcome, Donna. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Well, we're so excited to kind of hear about your journey. Can you tell us where it all started for you when you started school, um, how old you were, and kind of maybe the jobs in between leading up to where you are now? Yeah. So when did I start? I, I went to school for, okay, so I actually did my associate's degree um, at Pace University first when I was 18 in order to get into Chinese medicine school because I thought that's what I was going to do. My mother is an acupuncturist and I just very much, you know, my philosophy is a lot um, having to do with the holistic approach. And I loved everything about her field. But once I enrolled in school, I did about a year and a half of that. I figured that it just wasn't for me. And it was there that I had spoken to one of my classmates who kind of, you know, we we had a friendship at that point. And so she, I guess, picked up how much I love skin. Um, And so she was, I I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just so confused because I love acupuncture, but I also was kind of on the fence about going through with my studies, with my education. So she was like, why don't you become an esthetician? You love skin. So I, at that point, I was like, what is an esthetician, you know, um, I, it, which is funny because I literally went to an esthetician throughout all of high school because I had such bad skin. So I just never knew that was what, you know, they were called. So she was like, you know, people who do facials. And it was at that moment, it was kind of like a light bulb went off. And I suddenly just saw everything right in front of me so clear. And I was so excited. I enrolled like within the next week, you know, signed up for school, did my research on schools in the city. Um, I went to Atelier Esthetique. I was 20 at that point. Um, And I was so, no, I was not 20. I'm sorry. I was 22, I believe at that point. And I was so excited for my journey. Once I got into school, I was, I really, really kind of like, I really took it in, in, in 
very seriously. I saw a lot of people that were there also just for the trade. Um, they weren't really so passionate about it. I completely took it like probably way more seriously than I than I should have. But um, I <laughs> loved it. I loved all every every minute of it. I realized after that you know school was nothing, and I was super lost once I got out of school and that was kind of when my real journey began because I couldn't find a job for like eight months and maybe I wasn't trying hard enough but I think I was um you know every everywhere that I applied just wanted a lot of experience and I was so nervous I was also very young um but I was so passionate and I knew that whoever gave me a chance I would kill it you know I mean I I have a really, really strong work ethic and I love skincare. So I just needed my foot in the door and I knew that I would, I would succeed. But at that point, I didn't know where I was going with this. At that point, I just kind of needed to build up my resume and, you know, just uh, experience faces and just get my feet wet. Right. I And I totally relate to that feeling of, just kind of signing up for something else and feeling like it's not quite clicking. And then I think Lauren and I both had this moment because we both went and got our bachelor's degree and we kind of realized it just wasn't, we weren't totally fulfilled and we just felt that urge to try something else. And yeah, it totally is like a light bulb. Um, when you say you had bad skin growing up, I was really shocked to hear that. I what? think, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody was, I think everybody is shocked when I say that, but, and I, I honestly, like, I wish that I had pictures. Yeah. I have pictures from high school with bad skin, but it's so hard to tell because my skin was not awful in high school. I had teen acne, you know? Okay. So I had pimples here and there. Well, no, I, I had them. I mean, I had them for sure. It always was something that I was super insecure about. I was also very hairy. I mean, I'm Israeli, so... I just, I just like that whole aesthetic part of me was just something that I always strive to improve, not in vain, you know, for vain reasons, but just because I just didn't feel confident with myself. And, you know, I was made fun of, um, for my hair and for my skin. And it, it really made me focus on it more than anything because of that, I think. And so I had teen acne in high school. I went to an esthetician once a month, honestly, probably for three years. Um, she would extract my skin. I would see her again in another month for another extraction. She was very good, um, Polish woman, but I felt like it never improved. It just kind of kept yeah. it, you know, maintained, you know, cleaning my skin. So it didn't look so dirty, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely got a lot of scars from that. I It, it wasn't until I was 19 when my skin just freaked out like it got and this is where I have no pictures because I was so depressed like I remember I remember being 18 my skin had gotten better at that point and maybe I I still I would wake up and I'd have a pimple here a pimple there at this point but everything was fine otherwise but just the fact that like I still kind of broke out was bothering me so I remember talking to my cousin and she was like why don't you take antibiotics? Like it's totally helping. So I went to the dermatologist, they prescribed antibiotics for like the two pimples that I had. And I really, I really believe that that's where everything just like flipped 
in my body. And, and my skin after three, four months of that just was, I had cystic purple acne all over my face, all oh over my chest. Yeah. All over my, my, my decollete. Like I wore turtleneck in the summer because uh-huh. I was so, I was, I was staying inside. I'd gained all this weight. I was so, so, so oh. sad. Yeah. It was hard. And nobody understands un, unless they experience that, you know? Right. No. Lauren and I have both had our own struggles with acne. And yeah, you don't want to take pictures. That's the last Gosh, thing no. you want to do. And, yeah. and, and, and I always point, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but at that point, I also, we didn't have cameras, you know, like we do now our phones. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't document my progress, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I just thing. think it's so interesting that you know, cause I've, I've been on antibiotics for my acne when I was a teenager as well. Yeah. And mine was kind of later teens also. And I just always like, you know, at the time I didn't really think anything of it, but now being an esthetician and being so far, you know, gone from that, it just blows my mind to think like, okay, so somebody goes on antibiotics to help their acne, but then at what point can they stop the antibiotics? Because you're not really you know, in that case, you're not necessarily treating the root cause of, you know, why they have acne or just kind of helping to cover it up and make it go away for the time being. So that's always been something so interesting for me that like, you know, how do you, how do you get off the antibiotics once it's, once it's done? Like, I I just don't know what the protocol from the site of a dermatologist is. They just stay on it forever. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think that from what I remember, right. It's like a bandaid, right? So Mm -hmm. From what I remember, it's just to kind of, you know, they had me go on it for about a month to three months, and Mm -hmm. then they wanted me to get off of it. But after a month, my skin was looking amazing. And then it started to kind of regress. So they changed the antibiotic, like they gave me a different generic, Mm -hmm. I guess. And it just kept getting worse at that point. So I don't, you know, I'm all for dermatologists for certain um reasons and certain mm-hmm. conditions and of course. they have a place, you know, obviously. But when it comes to skincare, it's just it's not one size fits all and I feel like they really don't ever look at the root problem, you know. Mhm. Yeah, and just so commonly I hear from clients they don't spend the time and definitely not to speak to every dermatologist, but it just tends to be kind of a cookie cutter thing where you get, you know, a topical that's really, really strong or some sort of antibiotic or some pill that, like you said, they're not looking at the root. And then you're taking all these things and people are on blood pressure medications for their acne when, you know, as an esthetician, you want so badly for someone to just ask, what is your skincare routine like? And what are you doing? What are, you know, the different internal things going on in your body? What's the diet like? Um, And just look at those things first. But I'm so curious, what did you do from there? How did you kind of manage your acne condition? Yeah, so, and and I totally agree with you. I feel like, I, I almost feel like they just never evolved from what they learned in school, unfortunately, when it comes to acne, you know, and, and, and I, and it's so unfortunate because I have so many people that come to me and their skin gets so much better once they see us, you know? So it's just, you know, it's unfortunate is what it is when, when we, we first turned to a dermatologist and it's very disappointing. But from, from then on, I basically, 
at that point I dropped out of a uh, semester in, in pace when I was doing my associates because I was just so depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mother had, she was an acupuncturist at the time. She wasn't practicing for a long time. So she took me to her colleague who put me on herbs, did acupuncture and it cleared it up for me. It took a while, but it cleared it up. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it rebalanced a lot of my body. I obviously had an energetic uh, imbalance. I had, Uh you know, some underlying um, gut issues. Um, I think the antibiotics just totally messed with my endocrine system, you know, my gut. And and so it threw threw off my whole body. And and I was left with a lot of scars. But that's when I enrolled in school, not, not long after that, probably about like, Right, I was about a year and a half after that I I enrolled in uh, school, so I was able to get to treating those kind of on myself, really. Yeah. Okay, how did your skincare routine, the products you were using, kind of change during that time? Did you eventually find things that worked? So I I remember the only thing that I was using at the time was. Um, it was like literally three products I was using. Do you know, I'm not sure if you know Nefeli. So this is also, it's an, Mm. it's uh, an acupuncturist who makes her own uh, products. She's the one that's kind of, she's the, um, uh, I lost my words. She's the one that made the white jade, the, that big white Uh washa stone, yeah. And she's kind of behind the whole facial uh, gua sha, facial rejuvenation with gua sha. And she had these products. Mm-hmm. And so I tried them. They were just very brightening. And I okay. kept it super simple. And they helped. They really, really helped. It was a cleanser. I believe uh, all the products had pearl powder in them. Um, and they were just, they were simple, good night cream, mm-hmm. day cream, nothing fancy. I, I really, even, you know how it is, like at school, you don't know anything about products at that point no. still, you no. know, like, so I really was super confused as to what to do. So I let the acupuncture kind of do its thing. And then I did the minimum at home. Okay. My routine. Yeah. And with the acupuncture, were there certain things you asked for? Did she specialize in facial acupuncture? No. So I, it was actually, it wasn't her, it was this other guy. Um, it was an older a man who had been doing acupuncture for a long time. It was out of my mom's clinic at school. Um, And he was just, he didn't tell me what he was doing. I can't even remember. I don't, I don't remember what herbs I was taking. I just remember they were so disgusting at the time because (laughs) because they, they didn't come in capsules at the time. Like I had to actually like drink it and it was like mud. Um, But I loved just, you know, obviously getting my skin to the point where I could go out again and feel confident that I didn't care. I did anything that I was told. So, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, when you're in that situation, of course, you're just gonna, I, I did the same thing. I wanted to do everything that I absolutely could. So once you were, once you were in school and working on like your scarring, so I know that you did your, your skincare routine and then the herbs, were there any more like advanced treatments that you started to do? Or when did that kind of um, start to take place to help with your scarring? Yeah. So I started doing, um, like they had LED at school. It was this like handheld 
kind of LED. So I would like sneak it in and do it on my pillow all the time when nobody was looking. I would like literally <laughs> put it right on my face. But I, I, I didn't. Also, I didn't get pitted scars. Um, thankfully, I didn't That's pick good. my skin. Um, and I think that I didn't let. It, this was like literally. I started breaking out like crazy, and I think after six months, it was gone. Because, well, no, maybe more like nine months. Can, can you believe I can't even remember? I just can't <laughs> even remember. Like, it yeah. was it's almost like all a blur, but I yeah. didn't pick. It was so bad that I couldn't even extract, you know? Oh, yeah. There was, there was okay. so many clusters that I couldn't extract. And I feel like with cystic acne, when it's really left untreated for a long time, and when you pick at it, that's when you get those pitted scars. So I, thankfully, I didn't get any of that. Um, but I was, I think I was doing LED. I was doing like light peels, lactic acid peels. Um, it took longer, like it took a while for the scars to fade. But um, once I started working, so school was like about eight months. Once I started working after right I didn't work for about another eight months and then I started working I started doing like more microdermabrasion and things like that where I was working at the time okay I'm kind of curious when you see acneic clients now what is your approach with them so okay acne is very complex right so when I see somebody first of all they're all different types of acne all different grades of acne um, it's definitely one of those things that you get progression and sometimes you get regression. Um, and it's something even that I have to kind of keep an eye out forever with my skin. You know, I can always, mm-hmm. it can always kind of, um, regress for me. So I'm really on top of it. I make sure that they understand how important diet plays a role, um, going on the proper, uh, regimen obviously but taking and and definitely if so I start with them with that like I start it very very simple I believe like with acne less is more so when I first see them I have this thing where I start to reset their skin because a lot of time I just want to see what is actually coming from within um, what's the imbalance internally or what is happening from, you know, is this acne happening from what they're doing, what they're using, mm. if they're just overstripping their skin? Um, you kind of have to really, you ask them so many questions and you have to look at everything, their lifestyle, mm. if they, you know, if they have shower filter, if they're, you know, if they smoke, uh, if they eat a lot of sugar, dairy, all of those things can absolutely help to reduce to kind of um, reduce the inflammation, you know, even certain oils that they use for cooking, like canola or mm-hmm. vegetable oils. Um, and then I and, and then I have them reset their skin. Okay, so I have them literally put all their products on the side, um, have them reset their skin. I have them use one product. It's a, an oil cleanser that um, a lot of acne clients are actually very hesitant to try it and very scared. But what they don't understand is that oil loves oil. And when you, you know, when you start to use oil on the skin to rebalance the production of oil, to balance it out and to prevent stripping of the skin, which in turn overcompensates um, in oil production, and that's when there's just a big mess in the skin, you start to really notice a shift in the skin. So there are 
super surprised to see that. I mean, the skin becomes less inflamed. Just, I would say, not as much congestion, not as much accumulation of of blackheads. Um, It becomes more hydrated, more nourished. So with acne, you don't want to dry the acne out. And a lot of topicals on the market, that's what Mm -hmm. they do, like benzoyl peroxide and um, even, you know, things like retinol. So you really have to really have to educate your clients on how important it is to begin to rebalance and nourish the skin and then incorporate actives to clear Mm -hmm. the acne up and to, um, clear up any pigmentation. And if that doesn't, you know, if that makes a little dent, that's beautiful. And then if we still see that there are other problems and, and that it's recurring, we, I send them to my mother for acupuncture with herbs and acupuncture, they get amazing results. That's so interesting. I love that. I love that like multifaceted approach of like the skincare aesthetic side, but then also moving into acupuncture and herbs. Cause I've, I've never personally tried acupuncture, but I've always been so curious. Really? Yeah. And I know a lot of people who use it for their acne and they just, they love it. They say it's, it's seriously like one of the best things. It's amazing. It's amazing because you have to think of it like, okay, how much could we make a difference on somebody's skin? There's only a certain amount that we can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, it depends what is happening. What is happening with their microbiome? What is happening with their skin that is causing whatever it is, whether it's dermatitis, psoriasis, eczema, acne, um, perioral dermatitis, um, what else? I, rosacea. I mean, there hyperpigmentation. There are so many factors that play a part, and and that's another thing that's kind of disappointing about our industry because you know people, estheticians especially, we are a lot of them are promising you know things that they, they it's mm. it's just not it's not uh, realistic. You know, there's only so much that we can help, and we can help a lot. We can help a lot, but again. If there is an internal imbalance, if there are gut issues, if there if there are uh, liver, you know, anything to do with internal imbalance, whether it's your hormones, PCOS, uh, um, endometriosis, whatever it is, we have to treat that, you know. And so, either with things like acupuncture, herbs, or even facial reflexology, which is something that I uh, came across recently and studied, and it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah, I've seen you using that little tool. We're very familiar <laughs> with your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. but that, that little metal tool. It's unbelievable. It's, and, and people are like, well, you're just twirling something on your face. But, mm-hmm. you know, I am so amazed. Like, I did it for two months. I did it for 21 days and then seven days off and then another 21 days, like, consistently. And my skin had never looked better. My gut was not swollen, like it wasn't bloated. I was feeling good. Even emotionally, I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, we constantly have, you know, daily stress and our diet and the lack of sleep and environmental factors and just so much going on in our lives right. that causes a shift in our hormones, in our in our body, you know? So not to mention ovulation and our menstrual, you know, our menstrual cycle. So 
we got to do much more than slap a couple of creams on our face, you know, and, <laughs> and, and that's the truth, you know? And so that, that's really important. Obviously you guys see my Instagram self-care. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do everything that I do to my skin, my skin would not be where it is right now. But that's prevention. That's main. That's maintenance. That's all of that. But to really treat something at its core, you have to also look at your lifestyle and internal imbalances. Right. Lauren and I say that all the time. We're, you know, really into asking a lot of questions and kind of being yeah. little private investigators and trying to figure out as much as you can before starting the treatments. Um, Could you kind of tell us, I know you were saying you took a little break from school, right? Yes. And you were, you were feeling a little bit depressed. How did you kind of segue back and how did it transform to where you are today, which you are such a standout in the esthetician community? How did you kind of get there? Well, you know, it hasn't been easy. It's definitely, I think a lot of people um, make assumptions or, you know, it's been definitely been a struggle and it's been quite a journey. And I just, I feel like my passion and determination brought me to where I am today. And I still have so, I still have so much to grow and so much to learn. And I love that about being an esthetician and also a business owner. So when I took a break off of school, that was when I was doing my associate's degree. And so I hadn't even enrolled in acupuncture school yet. At that point, that's when my skin started, you know, I, I started actually when I enrolled, I think I took, I would say about four months off. And then I enrolled in acupuncture school. My skin was a little better because I was doing the acupuncture. Obviously that was taking some time. Then I enrolled in acupuncture school, um, still struggling, but makeup would definitely get me through. Like I put foundation and all that. Mm. Um, and then I thought that I was going to learn how to take care of that more through school, but that's when I realized it wasn't for me about a year and a half after my acne at that point had really gotten better because I was doing the treatments with my, with my mom's colleague and herbs. And that took, I would say about eight months if I remember correctly, it's so hard for me to put myself back there and remember the timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I decided to go to aesthetic school. So I dropped out of Chinese medicine school, went to aesthetic school, started kind of treating my own scars then, right? And then I finished school looking for a job for months, finally landed a job at Oasis Day Spa. It's like this it's this day spa in the city that has been around for a very long time. Um, and, and tried to learn my best, you know, tried to learn everything that I could. Uh, nobody was really helpful there to be quite honest with you, which is, Mm. which is why I give so much back on my, uh, on my Instagram to this community, because I remember feeling so discouraged and so lost. You know how it is going out of school. You don't know anything, you know? No. And so I was at Oasis Day Spa spa scrubbing people in the hydrotherapy room (laughs) like a dog, (laughs) Um, like just wet all the time and frustrated, but I stuck it out for a good two years because it took me so long to get a job that I, I wanted to build my resume. 
left. And that's another thing I tell a lot of girls that are going through school and coming out and feeling down about, like, like you cannot look at it day to day. You have to just be in it, be happy to, to, to have a job, get your feet wet. It's not going to be the dream job in the beginning. You're really going to have to kind of like put the work in and it's really up to you, you know, to, to get better and, and, and progress in the industry. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I stuck it out for two years. I was not making any money. So I was also waitressing at that time. Um, but I didn't get down about myself. I really took every facial that I had and just tried to practice, have it be, you know, an experience of practice, learn from it. Um, but still throughout those two years, I was so bad. Like it was just a big learning curve, you know? And at that point I got a job at the skin spa, which was like a factory. It was the complete opposite than Oasis Day Spa. Do you guys know about that place? It sounds familiar, but because I did through my job, I was in New York city a lot. And so I've been to a, a lot of the spas there, but I don't, I don't know if I've been to that one. It's kind of like a heyday, but in the sense of like they had lasers and all of that, but but really okay. like factory, like yeah. very very yeah. always doing life booker deals, Groupon deals at the time, like okay, and just it was like okay, so Oasis Day Spot. I had a client at eleven a.m. and a client at seven p.m. They paid mm-hmm. me. They paid me per client. So when <sighs> I was dead, I was making zero money. Oh, okay. But my, so you can imagine, but my attitude was still so soft. Like I was like determined, you know, <laughs> to get these two years on my resume. That's when I looked for, for the skin spa. I landed that job easily, obviously, but, um, at that point, cause it wasn't like this, whatever it was. I can't even, I have no words for that. <laughs> I really yeah. have no words for that place, but I did learn yeah. a lot. I did learn yeah. a lot. So so I landed that job and I kept, I kept some days at Oasis and I kept some days at the skin spa and I really built up my book at the skin spa. I was like, boom, 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 client after client after client. I was busy all day. I just became so much more experienced in everything, laser hair removal, facials, um, you know, I was doing Brazilian waxes, like because I had so many clients back to back, I messed up a lot, but I learned a lot. And I, I really, from there, saw that I can do this on my own. And I can take, you know, what I don't want from both places, what I do want, and kind of make my own dream situation happen. Okay, so yeah, and I, what happened from there? And by the way, I was making like ten dollars an hour at the skin hour, ten dollars <laughs> oh. at the skin spa. But but I had so many clients, and I was getting great tips to the to the point that I was definitely making money. But it it again, it goes to show that you can't. You know, a lot of girls coming out of school, they just expect to get jobs, their dream job, right away, and to mm-hmm. be good right away. And that's what gets them so discouraged. You have to almost yeah. you have to almost get out of school, know that you're gonna suck for like a good mm-hmm. three years, you know? And which by the way, maybe not now because there is so many amazing resources now. Like for example, my skincare my Instagram page where I show 
so much to the esthetician that they could literally just study how I move and what I do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have any of that. I used to Mm -hmm. ask, just show me how to do a cleanse. I used to ask, you know, my, my esthetician in the, in the room next to me, and she would say no, you know? And so literally there's so, you could definitely even get better quicker now, you know? Um, but regardless, you need that experience. You need to get your feet wet. And so don't be discouraged. Just be hungry. Just be driven. You know, don't look at it. Look at it like, like this is your time to mess up and learn and grow from it. And eventually you're going to be more selective and more picky with where you're going to work, you know? So. Yeah. And I think that there is, there's also that because there are so many Instagram pages out there that have, um, like people like you, for instance, who just have so much experience that I think a lot of estheticians in school these days, they see that and it's almost like that's the final product, but they don't kind of realize that you, that's not what you learn in school. <laughs> it's like, At you all. don't come out of school with all of those skills or that knowledge or, you know, any At of all. that. From my experience in school, they basically just kind of, you know, taught me how to pass state board. And from there it was a free for all, just hope you get a job and <laughs> hope you can learn from there. <laughs> It's, and it's, it's so sad that that's the situation, you know, because you, it's really like, um, like women go to school, exactly like you said, thinking that they're going to leave school and they're going to look like me moving on the face, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's messed up because they're not really given, given the, the right expectations, you know, like, like school's. I don't know. I feel like there should be more transparency, transparency with what you learn in school and how you come out. You know, it's not an easy road, you know, and I really was so bad and nobody helped me. Nobody, zero, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that was something that I'm so proud of. And, but for this reason, I also really love to share everything that I know because you have all of these celebrity estheticians nowadays and they are so hush hush and they keep everything to themselves and i respect a lot of them so much and i i love to see what they offer and how talented they are and and where they are and how they got in their career you know how they got to where they are but i love to share everything you know i i feel like when you give you get so much and i want to give as much as i possibly can especially to girls who come out of school. And I want to also give them hope that no matter where they are now, that's not going to be where they're, that's not where they're going to be, you know, a couple of years from now. And so they got to just chill and, and not want to, you know, jump to the finish line, but, you know, kind of climb there and take your time and learn and enjoy the journey. Don't, don't be bitter about it, you know? Right. And I feel like it's really hard to take criticism in the beginning. I don't know if you remember getting any negative feedback when you were first starting out and you say you were bad, but even me, myself, I've been an SD license for about two years now. And just, it's like when you hear that feedback that it wasn't amazing or they didn't like something about the facial, you take it so personally and you take it to Mm -hmm. heart because it's something you're so passionate about and you just want to give people nothing but the best. And I think it, it's really easy to get down on yourself in the beginning. Oh my God, for sure. Like for, I remember being so bad. Like I honestly, (laughs) honestly, I think I literally got good to the point where like I could 
work on any face and I know they're going to love their experience probably like three, four years ago only. And mm. I've been an mm. esthetician for quite some time now. I don't even know how many years, 14, 13, yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. So you have to just, you their expectations has to be realistic low. and, and, and low and, <laughs> and, and not, and not get, and, and yes, you're working on people. So it's really nerve wracking, but know that this is the, you know, working at a place like Heyday or the skin spa or a place where, you know, clients are not dishing out a lot and they, they almost expect what they're getting. Like that should make you feel just, you know, more confident and just practicing and, and, and getting your feet wet and don't take it too, too seriously, but keep learning. I always keep learning. I, I always, I love it, you know? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Just to survive, especially as an esthetician, there's new things happening and being invented all the time. So you have to keep learning and growing and seeing what's new and what's out there. Exactly. And I think, I think that, like I said, now with the community there is on Instagram, it's like so easy to discover what classes to take and what, where to learn this training from and that training. And I feel like I wish I had that. I would have been killing it years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Was there anyone, like anyone who took a special interest in you and kind of mentored you and helped you or literally no one? Literally no one. Like I am the kind of, I am a personality and I don't know if this, this translates through, you know, my presence online, but I like, I love to, I, like I said, share, I, I didn't understand. Actually, there was one, I'm sorry. There was one person who it's funny enough. She works for me now with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I don't want to say she mentored me, but she really helped me like with laser, for example, mm-hmm. laser hair removal. That was the first person, Pala, she's amazing. And that was the first person that when I went to the skin spa, like nobody wanted to help it. She was like, come, let me show you. And she was helpful. And the only one in my whole career that actually was like for helping. And and I think that's very sad because I, I know that that women experience that, you know, estheticians experience that all the time, you know? Right. And I think it is such a beautiful thing. I feel like it's, it's changed now. I think we really do want to share more and kind of gone are those days where people are like, you know, hoarding their secrets. Like I think it's way more about being open and sharing. And I think that's great. It's not this fear-based mentality where if I share, you know, something I've learned, yeah, then, then somebody else gains and I lose. It's, you know, So yeah, I think that's great. We're kind of moving away from the fear and you have honestly helped me so much. And it's so apparent that, um, and I know Lauren too, it's so apparent that you do have that passion. How did you kind of, I know massage is such a big thing for you. Like, where did that come from? Just your movements and being able to, to do that. Was it just practice over time? So... Okay. So I, I feel like, first of all, it's in my bones, like movement, you know, um, which sounds really funny, but like I, you have to have some kind of coordination, 
you know, for, for, to, to be great at massage on the face, you know? Mm -hmm. And I sing, like I sing as a, as a young girl and danced. And I feel like there's, it's movement in your body that translates to movement on the face. Um, and I always felt very, very strong about the power of massage. And it's, it's not a feeling, it's fact, you know, like when you Mm -hmm. increase circulation and you're strengthening the muscles, you're oxygenating the skin, you're nourishing the cells. I mean, it's just, you don't learn that at school. So I, for many years, was just like kind of looking at YouTube videos and trying to kind of like make my own movements and again, sucked. And when I, when I was, when was it? I was Googling, um, Okay, at one point in my business, so I opened Noi eight years ago, and that was the biggest learning experience for me. I think definitely once I opened Noi is when I really started to get better and better. Um, but I, I don't know how much I recommend people just starting their own business before um, getting their feet wet a little bit. I just I'm not familiar with that, so I can't mm-hmm. recommend that. But um, I started Noi eight years ago and I learned a lot through that experience, a lot of ups and downs. I started by myself. I slowly, slowly, we did like life booker deals in the beginning. So we started getting really, really busy very quickly because I was good. You know, I'm okay. I'm saying I sucked, but listen, I, I was still good. You know, I sucked in the sense of like, how can I explain it? There was still so much for me to learn. You know, right. if that makes sense. You were inexperienced. I was inexperienced. So, so, but, but we, I really like grew amazing um, Yelp reviews at that point. Like people loved it. People loved it. It was a very small, intimate vibe. Um, it was just me and Dave. Dave was the receptionist. Dave, my husband, he was the receptionist. Mm. I was in the room. You know, we were like, this guy had to learn all about like, you know, waxing labias and like, he had to answer all these like ridiculous questions for a guy, but like he, you know, we were working six days a week from nine in the morning till nine at night. I was in the room doing like Brazilian waxes, microdermabrasions, laser hair removal for like no money, but really just to, to build up my reputation, I guess I would say. And then that, then we started really kind of moving away from those deals. And I, I, I had to hire people because it was more demand for from clients. And, you know, I really built this like beautiful business that was very, very affordable at the time. Um, very fun, light, like intimate vibes, like I said, and just good service, good products. But I don't know, it was, it was a beautiful time. At that point, I had moved away from the room, gotten, you know, had a couple of kids. Um, <laughs> my uh, other estheticians took over. And honestly, I really was on top of that. But I, I regret it. At the same time, I learned a lot from that because the business slipped away from my hands. All the all the details that goes into keeping quality um, mm-hmm. and just quality control and just, you know, even just knowing the clients and it all kind of was slipping from my hands. I didn't like it. I had a bad apple in the place, you know, so a mm. girl who was yeah. very aggressive, very just making me a lot of money, but very, 
you know, just not good for us. Uh, toxic. And toxic. It, it, and I was lucky. My other estheticians were unbelievable. But, you know, someone had marital issues, had to go. Someone had to move to California. She left. And then each time I felt like I was left really just picking up the pieces. And it was so stressful. And at all at this time, I was having babies. And it was just a really, and like I said, like, this is, this is the tough times. Like, nobody really knows that this is not all, you know, roses all the time. And it wasn't easy. And I, I, Dave and I made the decision to get rid of this girl fast, even though she was bringing in a lot of, you know, income and we fired her. And I said, I'll never, I'm, I'm going back in the room and I'll never leave again. And from that day, my business completely changed. Um, because I suddenly I saw where I'm going and where I need to go and what I, cause you got to have a vision of where, where do you want to go? Where do you want to take this? you know? And it was like the best decision during this, this was around April. And then in the, I would say April, I think 2017, that summer I was researching online, not that summer, probably that, I don't know, in May or something like that, that spring, I was researching uh, massage classes, couldn't find anything. But suddenly I came across this guy this Russian Israeli guy who was, I, I like, I could not believe my eyes when I saw his technique on the face mm. and nobody knew about him at this point. And I contacted him right away and I was like, you got to come here and teach me. Like I have to learn from you. I'll fly to Israel and learn from you. And he was like, uh, no, not at the moment. He was like, who is this girl? And so anyway, so I was like, please, please keep me in touch. Anyway, I kept bugging him. And then in July, he wrote to me that he had, he's having a class in Staten Island in August. Okay, so I go to this class full of Russian speaking. I mean, all of these women knew English, but nobody spoke English. It was basically he hardly knew English. Um, I communicated him a little bit with him, a little bit in Hebrew. But to, to say I was lost is like you know, I was so lost. I went home. I was crying to Dave that I was never going to get this. It was such a hard technique. Um, went back and forth for three days to Staten Island, trying to grasp what I was learning. Um, didn't know what I was doing. Went home, practiced each facial. I kind of incorporated the moves and was just practicing. At that point, I took this woman to maybe to try to do PR, right? To get our name out there. Mm -hmm. And she told me, um, it wasn't a firm, it's just this woman very close to her now. She's still, she's still, uh, she's going to start working with us again soon, hopefully once we open the new space. But she, she was like, you got to come up with something unique. We have to pitch something unique. And, and, and at this point, you know, you asked me, when did my massage movements take off? Like at this point I was, still just not strong in massage at all. Um, and, but because I think because I took her and because she was like, listen, the buckle, the inner mouth massage is what we have to spin. We have to go with this. This is the only thing. Nobody knows about it. It's a new thing. But, and I was like, yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't know the technique. So 
She was like, I don't care, learn it. I sat down with my mother-in-law because my husband is Russian and she, we were going over the video that, that I received from the course and she was just trying to translate everything for me. And I still just could not, you know, slowly, slowly just picking a little bit more and more up, but still so, so confused. Anyway, I, she, she started spit, she started pitching this idea of the inner mouth massage to editors. They came in, I was doing it on them. I, what can I tell you? It was not good back then. So probably why I didn't get any write-ups. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was not, you know, but I was so determined. I was always just so damn determined. And so I took, okay. At this point, Meghan Markle got engaged. Okay. Okay. And she announced that she gets the inner mouth, a buckle massage. And that's when E! News reached out to my publicist because she reached out to them prior, but they never re- responded to her. That's when she reached out to my, pu- uh, they reached out to my publicist. So did the doctors. And they said that they want to do a segment on the inner mouth. So I was like, okay, okay, this is going to be national on national television. Like I gotta, I gotta just really like perfect this. So I took a woman, I did it two, two to three times a week on her. <coughs> Sorry. Second. I did it two, two to three times a week on her. Um, I got so good at it. Still not great now looking back, but definitely I got it. And from then on, I was on E and honestly, and then I was at the, on the doctors, they featured me in the cut, um, for this technique for massage. And from there, I got so much business because I was really the only person doing it. I got so much business to the point where I was doing so many of them that I got so good at them. Does that make sense? Like yeah. at, at the beginning, yeah. I just wasn't even, exactly. It was just like, I got packed, jam packed with them. And I became so good at this technique and massage just in general. And that's when it really took off. And that's why massage more than ever, you see it everywhere right now is like this like new thing in skincare. So is the massage element of the facial, your favorite part of giving a service? 100%. It's just my thing. First of all, these are, yeah. These are literally all the only facials I do now. Like it's the gua sha buckle massage because that's kind of what I'm I'm known for. So that's what I'm booked with most. So it's definitely my favorite. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. But I feel like it is not only relaxing clients, but it transforms their skin. They, They get up from the bed and they're like, I've never experienced something like that in my life. You know, I've never, I like, what was that? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the most satisfying feeling when somebody gets up from your treatment table and they just, yeah, you can tell they've, they've had that ability to step away from everything outside and just that hour of relaxation, I think is so powerful, not only for the skin, just, for the whole mind and body. It's really a mind, body and soul experience. I feel, you know, and, and I, and I give my all, like literally I just give my all. It's an hour and a half of non, non stop, you know, 
touching the face. There's no, I leave for 10 minutes while they steam or mm-hmm. while they mask or, I mean, I'm on their skin for an hour and a half and you know, it's, it's, um, and they, they, they come back and they come back and I, I have the wait list and I, because I really cannot fit people in. That's, that's the truth because it is such yeah. a different, and that's what I'm trying to show these estheticians on this, that there, that the, you have this capability to take a technique, to perfect it and to take your skill to the next level. Don't stop learning, you know, and then you can just get better and better and better. It's up to you, you know? Right. I think it's really easy to get comfortable once, once things are settled and stable and you have recurring clients, but I think you also just have to keep growing to continue to fuel yourself and yes. light yourself up. And you never want to be on autopilot because I think people can really pick up on that. And it sounds like from your business and what you've created, people come back because it's specialized, it's custom, and they can feel when their esthetician is really connected to what they're doing. Totally, totally. Like clients are not, you know, they, they know, you know, they know yeah. what they're, they know what they're coming in. They know, and it's all about how you make them, not only about how you make them look, but how you make them feel and how you also educate them moving forward about what they're doing at home on their skin. And, 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 and what I've also noticed is that people have such a yearning and so much is missing in a facial when it comes to massage, you know, like Mm-hmm. That's that's not the norm in a facial, but it's becoming. And people want they want to be touched. They want to be more than the five minutes of massage. And I, that and I'm guilty of that. I used to do that before I learned this method. There's only so much I knew, you know, in how only so many movements I knew what to do on the face. Now it's like never ending for me, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why we talk so much about education and just like staying involved in the industry as a whole, because I think there's, you know, it's almost like there's, there's two lanes. There's kind of that old school day spa where you go in, get your, you know, yeah, your typical facial. And then, and then there's people like you who are continuing to grow and evolve and learning new techniques, honing their techniques, not just doing, you know, what's written out on the facial menu. A hundred percent, like to kind of like go, go out, think outside the box, you know, even when it comes to home care, you know, with so many, the the whole reset and simplify, which is my philosophy in skincare, people are like, what the hell is that? You know, like, because we learn cleansing, toning, moisturizing, you know, whatever serums, moisturizing. But one second, like if your skin is confused, why are you going to go and 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 add and cleanse your skin? The first and most important step. Why are you going to go and cleanse your skin with a sudsy cleanser that's just going to strip the skin of its natural pH of its uh, protective barrier? You know, so those are things that that you just think outside the box a little bit. So there are, there are, there are estheticians that write to me that they've been doing this for 25 plus years and that they've learned from me. And that, that's seriously everything to me because I, I don't know anything when it comes to aesthetics. That's how I look at it. 
there's so much to learn. And I'm always open-minded and I always want to think outside the box, you know, like it makes so much sense to me that the first and most important step is a cleanser has to be, has to be proper. It has to, for the skin to thrive and to really, truly shift. So when you're talking about this cleanse and the, the single product you use, what kind of makes this oil special? Right. So it's not only about oil cleansing, it's about using this particular one. And it's funny because this is not my product yet. I am such an advocate. I'm like, what people also don't realize is that I don't make money off of talking about this, you know, and I talk about it like as if I made it, you know, like it is truly just what I believe in. And like the difference I saw in my skin and my client's skin, just what people tell me from all over the world. Like I came across this product line, Living Libations. I'm not their ambassador, nothing like that. I came across mm-hmm. their line and she's a genius. Like she just is so Nadine Artemis. She's the founder. She's so brilliant when it comes to skincare and I just love her philosophy and I'm not all natural and holistic in my approach. So, so I don't a hundred percent agree with everything, you know, that she stands mm-hmm. behind, but I just love to listen to her educate and I believe that this, when I tried this oil, I still didn't really understand how to use it. She doesn't use it as a reset, you know, and simplified thing. But I came to the conclusion that when I, I think it was after I had my first, my second baby, when I stopped breastfeeding Eva, I, she was about 18 months. My skin freaked out a little bit, like just, I don't know, just super reactive and everything in my arsenal, like everything that I, that I always used was not working for me. Everything that worked was not working. I got this one oil and I cannot remember where I, I don't remember where I discovered it. I read a lot, you know, a lot of blogs and I cannot remember where I discovered it, but I, I said, let me just try it. I don't know. This the reviews are amazing. I swear within a week, within five days, the whole little rash that I had going on and I stopped using everything else, just went away. And from then on, I was like, okay, okay, this is like, this is something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it also just helped me not break out. And it also just, I read up more about oils. And I and then I came to the conclusion that, you know, when a client comes in, and like I said, their skin is, I always like to say, confused and just vulnerable the first thing that I have to focus on and get them to change is their cleanser. Mm -hmm. And let's see where it goes from there. And then we can incorporate actives to treat their hyperpigmentation or whatever it is. Once we rebalance their skin, Mm -hmm. their skin will thrive. And the, the most amazing thing about this oil is just how she sources her, these ingredients, what it's, it's like no other, not every product, right. Is, is equal. And she just, she just knows what she's doing when it comes to the skin. And you find it's something that works across all skin types as kind of the main cleanser? All skin types. All skin types, the main cleanser. She has a bunch of best skin evers, but the Sea Buckthorn, in my opinion, is the best one. Um, now, does that mean it's going to work for every single person? No, I mean, that's just not possible, right? Because mm-hmm. there could be someone who's, uh, 
who's sensitive to an essential oil or is, is sure. allergic to one of the ingredients, but the majority of people who try this, it's such a game changer for them that it's worth the, 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 it's worth trying it. Does that make sense? Like, like it's such a, it's such an incredible game changer for most that it's worth giving it a shot. Okay. Well, we I love, love it. that. I want to try, try it. It. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's, 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 it's a great start and it's a great way to also gain trust in your clients because you know, I never send a client home with five products the first time I see them. Mm-hmm. And it's because the skin is not prepared for that, you know? Now, if I have a client that their skin is prepared for that, that they don't really need the sea buckthorn, then that's a different story. You know, I need to I need to get them on something for their melasma. And so I need to put them on a vitamin A, a vitamin C, whatever it is. But majority of the people... If their skin, they just do not know what they're doing with their skin and they need our help. And it's our responsibility to not, you know, to not make their situation worse. It's our responsibility to do everything in our power to help them. And that's by really simplifying their routine because less is more when, when your skin is, is vulnerable. Less is more. Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I feel like just it's so commonplace now to have somebody come in and there's just no intention behind the products it's just you know things they've seen bloggers buy or things that looked nice at sephora or the drugstore it was on sale and it just becomes a routine of 10 products and it could be aggravating causing more inflammation like you say stripping and yeah i think it's really important to to have that intention and when in doubt just simplify Exactly, exactly. And and I get so much feedback because we do sell this product all over the world, you know. Um, but like I said, it's just a cleanser. It's not like, you know, it, it's it's not a big investment for people. So it's something that's so attainable and it's so, it's, it's worth it. And so we get a lot of feedback from, from people that it's just changed their skin and it's also changed the way that they look at, you know, skincare in general, you know, and I love that. I just, I don't know. I love changing the game, you know? Yeah. Something I, I noticed again from stalking your highlights is <laughs> you say the skin likes change. And this is my last question, I promise. But what do you, what do you mean by that? Do you think people should kind of switch up their routine every so often or um, where does that philosophy come from? So again, all of that comes from personal experience and just thinking outside the box, right? So if you're going to, and I'm sure that you guys have heard this before, like what would happen if you eat the same exact thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day? It's so not your, it, 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 the body, first of all, so boring. Yes. <laughs> But the body will not respond well. The body needs different nourishing, you know, foods. And it needs different. It it, it always, at some point, I feel like we'd even just gain weight from something like that. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's just that element of surprise for the skin Mm -hmm. is it really, it almost, I like to think of it like it makes the skin think for a minute. Mm. 
So when I'm not saying I'm not a fan of, of trying products and then changing it in three months, which we all know about, I like because there are products that I love and I want to use forever. So mm-hmm. I like to, and it's not that your skin gets used to it. It's that your skin is just not, yeah, it's going through the motions. It's, it's not, it's not thinking, it's not mm-hmm. being surprised and, and, and working, you know, at some point it just stops working. Mm-hmm. So I like to have, let's say eight products that I love, 10, 10 products that I love, whatever it is, even five. And rotating, alternating between those products, between you have two opportunities a day to treat your skin, two opportunities. So take them, enjoy them, switch it up, like use this serum in the morning, use that serum at night, not like having a day cream and a night cream and just doing the same thing every day, but Mm -hmm. kind of cocktailing different products, you know, and alternating days or nights. Um, the skin likes to be surprised. The skin responds very well when you constantly introduce new, new, something new to it. And like mm-hmm. I said, that could be from one day to the next. It doesn't have to be like you just really use a product for three months straight and then switch to something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like keeps that variety and the stimulation for the skin as opposed to exactly. just, yeah, like same thing over and over. I love that. Exactly. And and it really is more exciting for us to do our regimen. And I don't, I'm a big, big, big believer in self-care and work and just taking that time for yourself. And I love to show people that you can do it. There are no excuses, whether you have, mm-hmm. you know, kids or whatever it is, you can give yourself that time and, and, and take care of your skin. You're just going to feel better about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. I love that. I think that's really, really, really great advice, especially for estheticians and then also just people at home that are looking to to keep their skin, kind of keep their skin guessing and, and keep it responding appropriately. And because our skin changes so much, like as we age and exactly. and all that stuff. So Exactly, I'm which is also that. a reason to switch it up, right? Because also our skin is not in the same state every single day. Mm-hmm. Even day to day, our skin is in a different state, different condition. So, so you always want to see what does my skin need today? And that's what I'm going to do. Right. I even, I kind of hesitate when clients ask, you know, like what's, what should be my schedule for using these products? And, you know, I think you can kind of lay something loosely out there, but you know, the skin changes daily. So, so I think it's always good to kind of check in, see how you're feeling and reevaluate from there. Exactly. And, and that just, that just, you know, that's you educating your clients. And then at that, like so many of my clients, the amount they know about their skin at this point and how to take care of their skin and what their skin needs. I'm so proud because it means that I'm doing my job, you know? Right, because they can they can come in for a facial every now and then, but it's what they are doing every day, what they're putting on their skin that, you know, makes the bigger difference. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, that's awesome. So, Donna, for those who don't follow you yet or, or want to um, connect with you on Instagram or your website, where can they find you? Uh, okay, so at Noise Skincare is my Instagram handle, and our website is noiseskincare.com. And yeah, 
Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you. We're going to leave all that information um, in the show notes so that you guys can click on it and, um, and access her. I mean, if you're not already following her, I bet you probably most of them are, but, um, but thank you Donna so much for, for taking the time with us today. It has been such a pleasure. We would love to have you on again. Um, and I hope you guys, you know, you and the fam are going to have some nice time together. Yes. Be positive, be safe. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll catch all you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.